Um, well, the thing is, I, I, was down, I was down this morning, and I've seen it a few times. I said to Sharon the other day, I said, that's really unusual. I haven't seen that before, that, that a town or anywhere, any jetty would have these words, joy and hope. I'm like, oh, most people put the name of, like down at Glenelg, it says Glenelg. Like, wow. Um, and everyone gets their photo in front of Glenelg. And I looked at that, and I thought, that's incredible. But what I sensed this morning is that, as incredible as those two words are, Paul Lincoln doesn't know the true meaning of joy and the true meaning of hope. Those who are without faith don't... So, see, because the world looks at joy and they go, oh, yeah, joy, but they, they think happiness based on everything working out and everything going well. My happiness is circumstantial. But who knows that joy is not about circumstance. It it, it is something that is deposited and downloaded within when we have hope in Christ. What did Jesus say? For this hope set before endured the cross. Right? So for for the joy set before me endured the cross. Something that was difficult was a joy. And so joy and hope. And, you know, we know that Jesus is the hope of the world. The church is the hope of the world. Jesus' church is the hope of the world. And I just got a sense that Right now, the town might not, those without cross might not fully get what's going on. But I just sense that there's going to be, in your future, some missional habits. It's a new word I've got. Missional habits. What that means is not just one-off, I will do this once a year or do this one but there are some missional habits that are going to come to the life of one heart, right, where, where you're going to be breaking outside of the walls of this building. It's great that the food bank truck comes here, but you know what? The food bank truck doesn't need to be here. It needs to be out there. Sorry, Rob. Um, I'm being a little bit directional. But it's, you know what I mean? Like, we're called to be the church, but let's get the church out. Let's get the church out. And I just believe there's going to be some missional habits. I'm just declaring this over one heart, that that is a prophetic declaration. The council, when they did that, had no idea what they were doing. But they didn't know. But let me tell you, there is a joy and a hope coming to Port Lincoln. There is a joy and a hope that is going to be deposited into the lives of people across this town. And let me tell you, God's plan for that is through his people. It's through you. It's through your church. And so be ready and be open because I believe God's going to stir things that are going to see you, Rob and Pauline, step beyond. Please don't take what I said before the wrong way. It sounded very abrupt about the truck. Keep the truck coming. It's good. What I was trying to say is that we need to go. We're called to be a missional people. And I just believe those two words down there by the jetty are going to be linked to your future. Joy and hope coming out of this place. Joy and hope coming out of your lives. Joy and hope. Right? And so then people, they're going to they're come to faith. And they're going to look at those two words and they're going to go, ah, now I get it. Now I get it. Does that sound all right? Receive that in Jesus. All right. Some of you are like, Josh, just preach with you. Okay. Are you serious, 11.30? No, be serious. I can preach quick. Here we go. Are you good? Do you want me to go home yet? No, okay. Good. Isaiah 43, 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness. Right here we have the prophet Isaiah reminding the Israelites of what God has already done for them in releasing them from captivity under Egyptian rule. Right? They were slaves in Egypt. 
And through the prophet, God is saying to the Israelites again, he's saying, don't stay living in the past. Don't stay living in what has been done. I made a way through the waters then, and I'm going to make a new way through the desert now. They've crossed the waters, they're now in the desert, and God's promise is, I made a way then, and I'm going to make a way now. That's a word for every single one of us as we come into 2021. That is a word for One Heart Church, that you know what God has done, great things in our past. But God is wanting to do new things. He's done it once, he can do it again. And I have a word today that I pray reminds every single one of us of the goodness of God. The goodness of God in days gone by. But more importantly, I want this word, real short word that I'm going to share, to stir your faith in what God wants to do going forward. Because if we're going to be who God has called us to be, if we're going to be who God wants us to be and do what God wants us to do, who knows, we can't stay living in the past. Yeah, anyone? We can't be living off past glories, past victories. We can't be living off past failures. Some of us are living in a place of, well, I messed it up and that's it past challenges or past mindsets. The good news about things that are in the past is that they are in the past. Praise God. And I love that the scripture says that when we find forgiveness, when we come to Jesus Christ as our saviour, it says that our sins are removed from us as far as the east is from the west. Who's grateful today that your past is in your past? Amen. And I want to encourage you with something today, that God does have greater days. You're like, Josh, is this a motivational talk? No, it's a faith talk. You can call it motivation, but faith. We need to be stirred in faith, Pastor Rob. Don't we? We need greater faith. I don't know if you've noticed what's going on in the world right now. We need faith. Our faith in God needs to be... We need to be people with a strong, unshakable faith. I believe that with all of my heart. The New Living Bible puts that same passage like this. Forget all that. Forget what's happened. Because it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. It's nothing. I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, Jimmy, and I will create rivers in the dry wastelands. You see, I am convinced this morning, firmly convinced, and I'm going to do my best to convince you that God likes to do new things. He does. In Leviticus, God asked for a new grain offering. In the book of Numbers, God gave Israel new wine and new grain. In the book of Psalms, God said that he loves a new song, a new song. In Isaiah, God declares new things for his people and he gives us a new name and he promises to make a new heaven and a new earth. In Jeremiah, God makes us a part of a new covenant. In Lamentations, it says that God's mercies are new every morning. In Ezekiel, God gives us a new heart and a new spirit. In Matthew, Jesus looks for new wineskins. He says, the old ones aren't going to do it. I need a new wineskin for the new wine that I want to pour out. In John, Jesus gives us a new commandment. In 2 Corinthians, God makes us a new creation. Thank you, Jesus. And he promises to make what? All things old. No, all things new. In Revelation, right at the very end, God says... He's going to make all things new. God is into new things. So if you just think preachers like preaching this message at the start of the year and we love the new because we just like new, new things. No, no, no. God is into new things. Right from Genesis through to Revelation, God is a God of the new. And I hear God saying to you and I today, I am going to make 
all things new. Isaiah 43, 18, forget the former things. You see, the Israelites were trapped in a desperate circumstance. They had been in captivity. They had experienced exile. But God wanted to put in their eyes. God wanted to give them a vision of the new thing that he would do. And so to help them see the new thing, hear me, catch this, he needs them to forget the former. You see, if we're going to get the new thing, if we're going to have a vision for the new, if we're going to be able to grasp with spiritual eyes what God is wanting to do, we're going to need to get our eyes off what has been and, and have our eyes on what God wants to do. And so he reminds them not to look at those things. Because why? Because staying stuck in past victories will always hold us back. You go, really? Yeah, absolutely. The Israelites, they had experienced deliverance. But now they're stuck again. Who knows the history? Free slave. Free, like just this repeating cycle of, of, of freedom and bondage. And, and so even though they had had past victory, God's saying there's still something new I want to do. There is a new day. And let me tell you that a new day requires, for you and I, a new victory. A new victory. We can't survive off that experience that we had at youth camp. Penny can't survive off what happened to her a few weeks ago. God's going to keep calling her back to the quiet place for new victories, for new revelations, for the new thing. That God, that, that, that what happened two weeks ago will not sustain us. And so we need a new anointing. Anyone? We need a new word from God. You know, David, when he was in battle, he was victorious. If you look at David, you go, that guy knew how to fight. That guy knew how to get victory. But I love when you read about David, there are victories and there are moments where he will have a victory and he'll, he'll then go back and he'll inquire of the Lord for a new strategy. You see, what do we, what do, we do? Well, maybe what do I do? Sometimes when I get a victory, I think, oh, cool, I've got the formula now. And so now I've got the formula, I'll just work that. But I love David gives us an example. He continually, if you read the life of David, he continually inquired of the Lord. Even though he knew victory, even though God had done it once, he never took it for granted. He never took his eyes off God and thought, well, you know what, I can do this. And it says that he inquired of the Lord again. He inquired of the Lord. Why? Because he needed a new word. He needed a new anointing, a new passion, a new focus, a new energy. So I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. So forget the former things, but I'm doing a new thing. And it says, do you not perceive it? Other translations will say, can you not see it? This is not natural eyes. This is with the eyes of our heart. You know, Elijah, to his, to, to his servant, comes out of the, comes out of the tent. 1 Kings 19 or somewhere 18 around there. And it comes out and he sees enemy armies camped around them and he freaks out and he goes and grabs the prophet and he says, ah, look. What does the prophet do? Lays hands on the servant and says, Lord, would you open the eyes of his heart so that he may see? And it says that his eyes were open. Not these ones. He was given spiritual eyes that day and it says in that passage that when he looked up again, he didn't just see the enemy in front of him, but he saw, circling the enemy in front of him, across the hills, he saw the army of the Lord. You see, what had him surrounded, God had surrounded. That day, his eyes were open to see. His eyes were open to see. And this is what the prophet's saying here. God, there's a new thing. Do you not see it? Do you have spiritual eyes? 
You see, too often we look through the eye of the natural, oh, 2020 is bad, COVID is bad, and all this stuff is bad. And, and it is bad. It is bad. But we don't live according to the world. We live according to faith. We don't live by the flesh. We live by the spirit. We're spirit-led, spirit-empowered. Yeah? He says, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And so staying stuck in the past can actually cause us to not see the new thing God wants to do. If Israel had stayed in their discouragement, they would have never opened their eyes to what the future held. See, I've already begun it. Do you not see it? You see, you and I, we don't miss what God's doing because God's not doing something. We miss it because our eyes aren't open to see it. And, and, and I know it doesn't happen in Port Lincoln, but in my church, people say to me, oh, God's not, God's not answering, God's not speaking, God's not moving. I'm like, no, 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 no. God's speaking. God's speaking. God's speaking. God hasn't moved. The only one that's moved is me. God hasn't stopped speaking. God hasn't moved. And I know that that's a challenge, but I want you to receive that challenge because sometimes we feel isolated. And if you feel isolated, my heart is for you today. But I tell you, those who are thirsty, would you come and would you drink? Come and drink, come and drink, come and drink. There is a new thing. And so God is moving. God is speaking. I believe it. What our job is, is our job is to have spiritual eyes open, not natural eyes. Spiritual ears open so that we can hear, so that we can perceive, so that we can see the new thing that God wants to do. Let's not stay stuck in the past. We don't look through natural. We've got to have spiritual eyes. I love this. Proverbs 29, verse 18, message. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Are we most blessed today? Are we the most blessed today? When we respond and we activate what he's showing us. Two things I believe that we need to see. We need spiritual eyes open. We need the eyes of our hearts. I believe in, in the current times in which we live, with all that is going on in the world, with all the chaos, we need to be people who have our eyes open to see and our ears open to hear. Two things I believe we need to see. Number one, and that's why I was so happy that that song got chosen, because my first point is this. We need to see that God is a way maker. Oh, Josh, I just thought it was a nice song. No, 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 no. It's more than a nice song. There are truth and power in those words. The moment we stop believing that God is a way maker, you finish the sentence. The moment we stop in faith believing God is a way maker. We need to see that. We need to understand that. We need to get it in our spirit. Because what happens is often when God makes a promise, you and I, this is what we do. We worry about the details. We worry about all the obstacles that are going to see that promise fulfilled. But God's response to us is don't worry about it. And that's what I was encouraging Jimmy with this one. Don't, don't worry about that. Because his promise here is I will even make a road in the wilderness. You, you, you think a wilderness, you think a national park is an obstacle? I'll part the waters. I'll make a road where there is no road. I'll make a way. 
I have resources. I believe this is the word of the Lord. I have resources and I have plans you don't know about. Just leave the problems to me. All I want you to do is I want you to get firm and fixed. I want you to see that I'm a way maker. And the first thing, the first thing we need to grasp today and the first thing we need to see is and get in our spirit is that God is a way maker. The second thing I believe we need to see is that God can turn things upside down and inside out. What did Jesus do with the money change? He's like, no, 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 we're not having this. He turned things upside down and he turned them inside out. He said, this is not how it's going to be. You see, with God, things are not always as they seem. We see things one way, God sees them another. We see them one way, God sees them another. We see a wasteland. What does God see? Rivers. (laughs) Why? Faith. spoken word of God there it is I'm going to create mountains sorry that was a bit loud no the word the spoken word of God brought all of this into being God's words are powerful God's words are creative but what we do is we look through the eyes of the natural and we, we, we just see restriction and we see wastelands but God says I don't see that (laughs) rivers that word rivers translates as flowing streams it's not just a trickle of water it is a flowing stream in desert places right now there are people here and you go Josh I'm a desert my life's a desert everything is a desert you need to know (laughs) one breath one word one revelation have your spiritual eyes open to see Flowing streams in desert places. Rivers of living water, the Bible talks about. What is that? It's the flow of the Holy Spirit. Rivers of living water shall flow. What is that? It's the Spirit of God. You and I, we have the Holy Spirit in us. But let's not just have the Holy Spirit in us. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us. Rivers of living water. The ministry of the Holy Spirit. What is God's promise to the wastelands? He's saying where there is no natural relief, of refreshment, I'm going to provide it. Where you can't see water, I'm going to bring it. Where you can't see a way forward, I'm going to make it. And you and I, I believe we need, as we go into 2021, I'm convicted by this word. This is a fresh message. This is not a, I I don't go around preaching everywhere. This is a message I've just shared with my church. I've got it in my, I've got it in my system. I've got it with faith. There is never a day that we need to be a people of vision. We need to have life. Because what's happened in 2020 could cause us all just to go, we need to, we need to take a back seat. Let me tell you, there's no back seat in the kingdom. God's not sitting in heaven today, church, wondering what to do. Oh, well, I didn't see 2020 coming. Wow, this coronavirus, that's, that's weird. Come on. God's not surprised. God has a plan. God's at work. We need to get our eyes off the circumstance. We need to get our eyes of faith stirred up. We need to have a vision. As churches, we, yeah, we just need to keep moving forward. We need to keep preaching the gospel. We've got to keep winning people into the kingdom. I don't know how much time we've got left, but let's take as many with us as we can. That is the call of God upon us. Go into all the world and make what? Disciples. God builds the church. You and I make disciples. Pretty simple. Jesus, build the church. Jesus, build the church. We'll make disciples. We need to go after people. Wilderness and wastelands. It talks about that. I believe that this year, 2021, for the church and for us as Christians, is all about unfamiliar paths. 
I don't think you can come into 2021 as a church leader, as a Christian, and go, oh, yeah, yeah, this is what it's going to Who knows what it's going to look like? <laughs> I've got no idea. I have no idea. We could be in lockdown next week. We could be in all sorts of things next week. We could be getting cotton buds put up our noses and in our ears and all sorts of things. Some of you are looking at me, that's what they do. That's what a COVID test is. I'm not having that. Why can't, why can't they just do a simple blood test? or a, Why do you have to have that thing put up and nearly touches your brain like they would be there for a long time trying to anyway (laughs) but I believe we need to go into this year team come back we need to go into this year church with a simple faith but a strong faith I'm here to declare that this will be a year of unfamiliar paths But know that God is a God who loves the unfamiliar. God loves, it it is his his domain. I think God's actually going, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Finally, I sense God saying, fantastic, all eyes on me. Now let me show you what I want to do. Let me show you what I want to breathe across this planet. I tell you, I believe with all that is within me, there is going to be a sweep of the Holy Spirit across this globe. But here's the thing, even with a move of God, let's not restrict a move of God to what we've seen in the past. New things I do, declares the Lord. And right now, the globe looks like a wasteland. Planet Earth looks like, I mean, you think about it, I think you agree with me. You might go, Josh, my garden's beautiful. No, I'm not talking about it. In terms of where the world is at, look at what's just happening in the US, look what's happening politically around the world. We are in a wasteland. The world is in a desert. But who knows? But darkness, darkness is the perfect environment for the light of Jesus to shine bright, to shine bright, to shine bright, to shine bright. So therefore, all I want to share with you today and all I want to get through is don't go into 2021 complacent. Don't go in and go, oh, well, let's not fall for the ways of the world. Let's, Let's be... Let's be sensible, and I'm all for doing what we're asked to be. You know what I mean? I'm not a renegade pastor that says, if, if the government say this, we should... Re-. No. We've got to honour, and we've got to pray, and we've got to do those, do those things. But when it comes to our churches and our faith and the things we're called to, let's not be on the back foot. Let's not retract. We need to be ready for the new thing. Amen? You see, ways and streams... You go, Josh, I want to see that. I want to see God make a way. I want to see those streams. How does it happen? Very simply. Waves and streams are the direct result of you and I having an unwavering, no plan B, total trust in God. It comes as you and I see that, you know what? There is a new day. There are new things He wants to do. Impossibility is not impossible to God. Wastelands are not a deterrent. If anything... It is God's playground for a move of God. And I want to employ you, why don't you stand with me right now? If I can put my ACC hat on for a moment, and if I could get this message out to all of the churches in our state, I would say this. Let's go into 2021 with this kind of approach. If it's not God, we, excuse me, we don't want it. If it's not God, we don't want it. Let's not go into this year saying, well, I trust God with my mouth, but my actions don't back it up. 
I'm praying that across South Australia, I'm praying for One Heart Church that we'll go into this year with a, if it's not you, God, we don't want a mindset, that we'd go in with a strong faith, that we wouldn't be on the back foot, but the front foot, ready for the new, trusting God, that even though it seems impossible to me, it's not impossible to him, that the best days of the church are in fact ahead of us, the best days for the kingdom of God are in fact ahead of us, there is going to be a fresh outpouring, there is going to be souls one into the kingdom. And you know what? Here's my conclusion. All that is new in God is only possible because of Jesus, who through the cross made a way for us. All of the new is only possible because Jesus took what was dead and buried in us and he revived it. He took a soul, he took a life full of sin and he restored it. He made a way where there seemed to be no, I had no way. And he made a way for me. Jesus made a way. 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new. God wants to do a new thing this year. Romans 6.4, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. New things, amen? And here's the thing, when we say yes to Jesus, when we align ourselves to Jesus, when we just go full for Jesus, and we accept salvation, and we accept what he has, we get a new life, a new heart, new direction, new purpose, new, 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 new. So I promise I'm going to finish Pauline. It's 11.31. Am I fired? Rob's giving me the stare. But here's my prayer, and we will pray, and I'll get down. My prayer for you this year, it really is, come on church, is that you live in the newness that Christ brings. Let's shake off 2020. Let's shake off all, let's shake it off. Let's shake off the lethargy. Let's shake off what's been. Let's get ourselves set, focused. Say, God, I'm ready. Whatever you want to do, show me. I want to see it. Do you not perceive it? Lord, I pray for every single person in this room, young and old. Lord, I pray for every person, single or married. Pray for every person, male or female. Pray for every single person, businessman, nurse, stay-at-home mum, educator, council worker, unemployed, whatever it may be. Oh Lord, we just, we just prepare ourselves today and we position ourselves. We want what you've got for us, God. We want what you've got for Port Lincoln. We want what you've got for and we're making a decision today to forget the form of things and we're going to let go of past disappointment. We're going to let go of past victories. We're going to let go of past disagreements and we're going to come and we're going to focus ourselves and we're going to unite ourselves around the new that you want to do. We're going to be united around Christ who gives us a new mission, who gives us a new heart, who gives us a new spirit and our eyes are going to be on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith and together we're ready for the new that you want to do. And everybody said that in Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen.